a major win for caregivers and domestic workers in Chicago. Effective this month, all nannies, care workers, and home cleaners who work here must have a written contract. Chicago is one of the first major cities in the country to make this a requirement. Now, advocates say their aim is to get the word out to the tens of thousands of caregivers and their employers across the city. So joining me now with what we need to know is WBEZ race, class, and communities reporter Esther Yoonji Kang. Hey, Esther. Hi, Sasha. First, Esther, I think some folks, myself included, were surprised to find out that written <laughs> contracts weren't already the norm. So before we get into the details of the ordinance, what got us here? Yeah, I mean, there'd been many uh, domestic workers and advocates working for different rights throughout the last, uh, you know, many, many years. Um, and there have been some gains made, but one major missing piece was this written contract. And you're right, a lot of people, you know, kind of think that this was already in place. I, um, I, I'm, I've heard a lot of folks being surprised that, you know, this wasn't already required. But a lot of times these agreements to work for like a private household, a family would happen verbally or um, informally. Mm -hmm. And so this this requirement is, is a big win for, for domestic workers. So what regulations or, or protections were there for domestic workers before this? Yeah, if I could go back a few years, um, a big milestone was in 2016, um, then Governor Bruce Rauner signed into law the Illinois Domestic Workers Bill of Rights. And that um, required or that brought uh, domestic workers the right to earn a minimum wage, um, the right to get a day off uh, every week, um, at least a day off, uh, being free from discrimination and harassment. Prior to the Domestic Workers Bill of Rights, domestic workers were not covered for those very basic, basic rights. Um, and recently in the last year, the city of Chicago, too, did its part. It brought the minimum wage up to $15 mm -hmm. for domestic workers who work in the city. And of course, now this um, written contract law is, is, is huge. And it went into effect at the beginning of this month. Wow. So it's been through several stages then. Uh, and to be clear, Esther, when we talk about domestic workers, who are we talking about exactly? Who's affected by this? Yeah, it's a group of workers that's that's been kind of hard to keep track of um, because these folks are hired by private households because many are immigrants and workers of color in the informal economy. And also many domestic workers are undocumented. Um, but there's been there's a study on domestic workers by the Economic Policy Institute that's been pretty helpful. And here in the Chicago metro area, there are more than 56,000 domestic workers, um, and that's probably undercounting. And wow. more than 94 of domestic workers are women. More than a third are foreign-born, and majority are workers of color. Um, there's also just a good number of women who are over 50 years old. And so what exactly is required to be part of these written contracts? Well, the ordinance itself talks about how the written contract should include the agreed upon wage and work schedule. And the ordinance also says the um, written contract has to be done in the worker's primary language. Um, so it's very clear uh, to the to the worker what 
she or um, he, mostly she, is is agreeing to. Mm -hmm. And it can really be as simple as that, containing wage and work schedule information, Mm -hmm. or it can contain more specific information like, you know, vacation time, whether supplies are provided for, for, say, a house cleaner, or what the protocol is for um, a nanny if an emergency arises. And so it can contain all those specifics or just the basics, um, but there are now a number of resources available uh, to help people draft up these contracts. And I suppose the uh, the protections get specific, you know, for a nanny who lives in, right? Right, right. Yeah, these are all, there's a number of different um, scenarios for domestic workers. Yeah. And that's why the contracts are even more important. So put this in context then for us, Esther, how far does it go in protecting these workers and, and even the employers too? Yeah, one domestic worker who is with um, a workers' rights group called Arise Chicago, um, her name is Isabel Santos, and she she said it best. She said there's finally a way to defend herself uh, against injustices at work, in the workplace. And, um, you know, people have been asked to take on additional tasks, like a nanny being asked to clean um, in a way that was not agreed upon, a house cleaner being asked to watch a kid for a short period of time. Um, and I've also heard workers at being asked to do just one more thing, and then that makes them late for, for their next job, right? So mm. this is um, a way to set clear boundaries uh, to protect workers. But I've also heard that this is a good thing for employers, too. Um, it's a way to clarify expectations and remind them what was agreed upon. Um, and advocates also say this is kind of a great way to start conversations about things that might come up that otherwise would not just, you know, come up in regular conversation. So having both parties make a plan for when an emergency arises or if something breaks while a house cleaner is working. Um, So like I said, you know, the contract can be simple or super detailed, but it's ultimately to help both parties. Literally making sure everybody's on the same page. (laughs) Exactly. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're discussing a new Chicago ordinance That's now in effect. It's requiring domestic workers and their employers have a written contract. Domestic workers include all nannies, house cleaners, and at-home caregivers. I want to pull another voice into this conversation. Also on the line is Anya Jakubik, domestic worker organizer with Arise Chicago. That's a a workers' rights group that's long pushed for this new ordinance. Welcome to Reset, Anya. Thank you for having me here. Arise has been pushing for this. How big of a win do you see this as for for domestic workers from your perspective? Um, We are absolutely thrilled that this is happening and um, our members, Arise's members and all domestic workers in Chicago have that uh, uh, opportunity to um, formalize their workplace. And when I say formalize, I mean, literally, uh, domestic workers, uh, it's not only uh, not fully uh, understand as a job place, mm-hmm. but also um, it's just our human nature to think uh, about workers in our house as a private matter. Um, it's sort of uh, changing the mindset when we put it on the paper um, to bring more formality, but uh, definitely better communication between uh, worker and employer. So to be clear, this is a place of employment. So it sounds like a yes. game changer. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. That's what we feel uh, is also uh, um, often missing, at least from the employer perspective. Um, I was explaining that many times to uh, some employers that when they go to work, they go to the different setting and their mindsets uh, to the different mode. When they go home, they feel this as a refuge, as a place to rest. Mm -hmm. So automatically, subconsciously, they feel that the worker feels the same. Um, Apparently, uh, it's not always that, uh, you know, as much as you like your home, this is somebody else's workplace. And uh, cleaning and taking care of your children or uh, of your elderly parents is their job. So uh, having that on paper definitely brings the status of that job uh, to the different level and uh, certain security for both parties Mm -hmm. because having stuff on paper uh, written and checked uh, twice uh, make you feel that you cover every aspect of that job. And Anya, you were listening along to my conversation with uh, Esther where she was sharing some specific stories of of folks saying, you know, finally uh, we get justice. What are some of the things you were hearing from, from people that really led to your push to make some change? Um, we were hearing, uh, you know, everyday uh, little complaints, uh, exactly what Esther was men- uh, mentioning, you know, just one more thing or, you know, having the verbal uh, communication uh, um, is not always enough. Uh, especially uh, when the uh, job situation is changing because, you know, um, I always said that uh, for most of domestic workers, this is the job that has expiration date and we need to plan it for it. Uh, So um, having, um, you know, uh, set up a role in a place of, of somebody else's home and taking care of the kids that are growing and gradually changing, which means that your chores and responsibilities are changing, and knowing all of it uh, mm-hmm. is very crucial for domestic workers, and especially less stressful for both employers and employees. So uh, now having that uh, as a requirement uh, brings a joy to many domestic workers Seeing that uh, they can uh, finally finalize and, and, and formalize their uh, their issues, uh, or uh, just to feel better. And um, I always say that that having the um, collection of uh, this kind of um, requirements uh, builds up the future for domestic workers yeah. because this is good for their uh, work history. Like I mentioned, this is job usually with expiration date. Uh, when uh, when you take uh, care of the children, you know that in a couple of years uh, they're going to grow there won't up be a and job uh, you, you won't be needed. Yeah. Uh, the same with elderly parents. As sad as it say, it, usually you come there to the end of their life uh, to help with the, those days. So uh, this job will end as well. And uh, those workers usually are on live-in or come and go, right. but full-time employed. Well, Anya, tell uh, us, give us, give yeah. us a sense of, of how it'll work. So for a nanny, who, a family who's, who's got a nanny or a family who's got a house cleaner, what exactly do they have to do now? What, what are the first steps? Is there specific language that they need to put in this contract? 
Well, it, it can be really simple. The requirements, uh, like were mentioned before, they're very, uh, very uh, simple, but it can be really extensive. We have uh, worked with other organizations on the sample of contracts or what the contract actually could include, and uh, they're very extensive. And um, I would start with a conversation and uh, mutual understanding that this is a new law, and we need to put this in paper, and we can build on the simple uh, requirements to the point that we can be really detailed. And the sample of contracts can be really detailed. Mm -hmm. Well, according to the new ordinance, all domestic workers are covered under this, regardless of immigration status, right? So, Anya, do you think that it will empower those workers to insist on the contract, or do you expect that there's still going to be some reluctance and fear? I feel the fear and the reluctance is always there, especially for workers uh, with not regulated status. However, uh, you know, uh, this also helps them uh, to figure it out their role uh, as a worker. Um, we, as Arai Chicago, uh, prepare our members and do various trainings to how to approach employer and how to prepare the contracts. And uh, if uh, workers are worried, uh, I would say that this can only help them to feel better at the workplace. Esther, I'm wondering about how the city plans to enforce this law. You know, these are, as you and and Anya have mentioned, these are very private agreements made in people's homes, usually. Yeah, the city's Office of Labor Standards is the group that's going to enforce this law. And um, yes, it is private agreements, but there's a way for workers to flag the city, um, you know, if if this is not happening. Milica Pagan, she's a lawyer with the Shriver Center on Poverty Law, a group that's uh, been working on this issue. And she said that ultimately it's the employer's responsibility to know the law. And so, the, you know, that's why I think these groups are trying to get the word out mm-hmm. um, to to listeners of BEZ and, and you know, others. And just to, to tell folks, hey, know the law, um, get this contract conversation started. Um, and if an employer doesn't provide the contract, a domestic worker can file a complaint with the Office of Labor Standards, um, and employers could be fined $500 each time they they fail to comply. And so ultimately, um, it is the employer's responsibility to know the law and to provide these yes. contracts. But uh, Good the, to know that the worker can, can step in and, and flag to the city that absolutely. it's they not happening the, the way it's supposed to. Right, right. They can call the Office of Labor Standards to, to, to file that complaint. And Arise Chicago also has um, their hotline in three different languages that can help with situations like that. Yeah. Tell us, where can folks go to learn more about the requirements under this new ordinance? Anya? One, oh, oh, go ahead, Esther. Did you have a, a bit to... I, I'll let Anya take it. She knows. Okay. Um, Esther, and if you want to add it, um, please do. I will go to uh, um, the city uh, um, website, which which is really easy. It's chi. dot uh, org uh, or arise chicago. dot uh, org that also have all um, information about the new contracts and requirements in three languages. That is Anya Jakubek the Domestic Workers 
coordinator with Arise Chicago, and also with us, WBEZ race, class, and communities reporter Esther Yoonji Kang. Thank you both. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.